not a writer. Okay. Everybody, let's get this audio right. Let's get this audio right. Welcome to the Sunday recording of the podcast for Going Full Nerd. What's happening? It's your boy Onyx once again. Yes, I do my thing. I do it. I do it every Sunday, 6 p.m. And I thank each and every one of you because you could be any place else but here. But you're here with me right now. Oh, let me get this camera kind of, you got you need to look more at me. Oh, for those people watching live on YouTube. So let's go ahead and let's get all the administrative stuff out the way. Hey, first things, first things first. Remember, you can check out the podcast on anchor.fm slash going full nerd. You can check it out on Spotify. You can also check me out on Apple Podcasts and the associated Facebook group. But for those of you who want to watch, look, enjoy, and be a part of the live stream, please tune in on goingfullnerd.com and on youtube.com, especially Going Full Nerd. Hey, shout out, holla, holla to my man Omar. What's up? Thank you for popping in. Hey, we're going to just kind of jump into a couple of things because I'm going to take a little turn on this week because I wasn't able to go check out certain things. In other words, I didn't get to go see the Joker movie. So you're not getting a live review of Joker. I'm not even going to discuss Joker. I don't even want to hear nothing about Joker. I want to go see the movie. But as always, we go ahead and we start off with the top five box office. And we knew it was going to happen. You know, we talked about it last week on the podcast a little bit, but we knew it was going to go down. Number one this week in the box office was Joker by Warner Brothers. You know, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. It pulled 93 and a half, 93.5 million dollars. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Now, whether it's a good movie or not, I have no freaking clue. But when I get to see it, I'm going to check it out. And hey, boom, I'll let you know what I think. But eventually, I'm going to go see it. I don't know when that's going to be. We've got a lot of movies getting ready to come out in the next couple of weeks and a lot of things that I'm going to have to talk about. So you won't get a lot of reviews right off the bat, but we're going to get some stuff going down, especially since this weekend was New York Comic Con and they announced a few things and I got to kind of sort through that and talk about it all. But coming in at number two in the domestic box office, okay, was last week's number one. And that is Abominable. Abominable. And I promised that I would review it. I still haven't gotten to it. I actually started writing a script for that. I started writing what I wanted to say about that movie. But I just haven't gotten to it. But that's okay. We're going to make it work. We're going to make it work eventually. 
So let's continue on. That pulled in $12 million even. Coming in at number three, Downton Abbey, which is the PBS um, offering that made it to the movies, pulling in $8 million. Last week's number two, this week's number three. Coming in at number four, yes, last week's number three, the stripper movie where nobody strips, Hustlers featuring J-Lo, pulled in $6.3 million. And rounding out the top five is the horror movie with another clown. So the clown is at the top of the top five box office, and there's a clown at the bottom of the top five box office. And that is it, chapter two. <laughs> Pulling in $5.3 million. You know, I know I could get a pass on reviewing Abominable, but, you know, you got to do it for the kids, man. You got to do it for the kids. Do it for the kids. Do it for the little kids. You know, and that's how we do it. So, being that I didn't go check out any movies this week, I didn't check out any movies, I didn't even go on Netflix and watch, you know, I'm really looking forward to watching Raising Dion on Netflix because that should be actually a pretty decent, um, decent peak. Now, see, here's the thing. Yeah, I should be at New York Comic Con. Before we get into this, I should be at New York Comic Con. Let's let's start this off. Let's do a little haterade right now. Let's do a little hating. And I'm going to hate on Reed Pop. And I want everybody to share this video and tag Reed Pop. That's R-E-E-D-P-O-P. -P. Matter of fact, what I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm going to put that into the live stream chat. I'm going to put their Twitter account. And this is going to be the thing. All right. It is at read underscore pop on Twitter. At read underscore pop on Twitter. Okay. I'm putting that in here. And the reason why I'm going to go ahead and put that in there. Okay. Read pop. They are the people that run New York Comic Con. And when New York Comic Con was not the big thing, when New York Comic Con was just like pretty much when it was, let's see, no, that's a little too bright. When New York Comic Con was struggling, let's, let's say it, when it was struggling to get the word that, yo, we getting down, we doing our thing, we rocking it, and... You know, they wanted to be hype like San Diego Comic-Con, but they weren't getting the traction that they thought they deserved or needed. Yo, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hate on Reed Pop because for the first five freaking years, they were like, yo, we got to give you... We got to give you some press passes. Yo, we got to get Gold Fool Nerd in here. Yo, here, Gold Fool Nerd. They would send me notes to remind me to be like, yo, we got your press pass, homie. You need to get up here so you could cover this and get the word out about us. Then, here goes the thing. They started getting dirty. They started getting dirty. They got a little bit of hype. They started getting a little more traction. Marvel Comics was like, yo, we're going to start debuting a couple of things here. Warner Brothers was like, yo, let's put some of the Warner Brothers TV up in this piece. And they were like, okay, let's do this, do this. And they started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was like, I mean, they were giving me press passes and was like, yo, you need like 
Here, how many you need? You want like five, six? What you want, four or five? Here, we give them all to you. Bam! Then one year, after they even got big, they were like, you know, your voice sent it out. This is after I had met big stars. Chris Evans, this whole cast of Walking Dead, the whole cast of the Avengers, first Avengers movie. I started meeting people like Mike Tyson. I started meeting all my favorite comic book artists, writers, heroes, all these guys that I used to grow up reading their books and stuff. Jim Starlin, Michael Golden, all these cats, right? Started meeting people like Sergeant Slaughter. I met Tymac. Y'all know what I mean? Bruce Leroy. I met Bruce Leroy, yo. Had my press pass, chilling, drinking up their free coffee. Then they got big for the britches. They was like, yo, we don't need the independent little blog, you know, YouTube dude. We don't need you no more, son. We good. We don't need you no more. I was like, oh, really? Really? Uh, well, we're out of press credentials. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. I'm coming up for one damn day. I'm coming up on Saturday. I'm sitting in the panels. I'm covering it. But nah, y'all want to be that way. Y'all want to act the damn fool and not get your boy a press pass. Yo, I, you know what? I'm going to watch my language. I'm going to watch my language. Because my language would be an explicitive followed by repop. So I want everybody, if you're on Twitter... Okay, go ahead, tag Repop, and tell them to listen to this part of the video. What I want you to do is tag the video at about the eight-minute mark, and then they can hear me talking about Repop. They drop me like a hot potato. They drop me like the ex-girlfriend that some of y'all be ducking. I'm just saying. Just putting it out there. But I did meet some cool people. See, if it wasn't for me going to New York Comic Con, I wouldn't have the connections I have with Action Lab Comics, Valiant Entertainment, IDW Publishing. I still get stuff from Warner Brothers Animation. I still get stuff from Viz Media. So even though the companies acknowledge your boy, even though the companies are like, yo, Netflix, you know, it, it, even though they like, yo, you know what, going full nerd, we're going to give you, we're going to let you get in on the preview stuff. We're going to let you keep reviewing our stuff. We know you are valid. We know you're going to just put it out for us. New York Comic Con, read pop. They trying to get in your boy's wallet. They trying to get in my wallet. They trying to get in my wallet. No, my wallet light. My wallet. Hold on. Y'all see that dust fly out my head? Oh, y'all hear that dust? I look like LeBron James before a game. Clapping my hands, poof of smoke when I pull out my wallet. But that's okay. That is quite all right. Because you know what? I still get the news and I still share it with everybody watching, listening, and holding on with your boy. But anyway, let me get to what I planned on talking about. Before I was... I went off on my rant. I felt like Shannon Sharp there. All I needed was some Hennessy and a cigar. <laughs> mm. Let me take a sip of that with my pinky out. But anyway, this is the thing. So basically, I couldn't watch any. You know, I didn't watch any. I'm not saying couldn't. I didn't watch any movies or videos this week. So basically, I picked up and I started reading the comic books. And it made, when I started reading my comics... I was like, you know what? This makes a 
you know, certain things about the movies started making sense. Certain things about the movies started clicking. So as you can see, I wore uh, my Deadpool shirt. If you're watching the video or if you're listening, I'm letting you know I wear my Deadpool shirt because this is like the the best looking, cleanest X-Men related t-shirt I got right now. And we're going to talk a little bit about the X-Men. Because this is the thing, as we're getting ready to get flooded with movies during the winter season, you know, we got a lot of stuff. Joker just came out, Gemini Man coming out, Adam's Family cartoon, which, for you know, for all us, you know, old school people, we like peeping that stuff out. Star Wars this Christmas, Raising Dion's coming out, Disney Plus Network coming to streaming. They just announced Netflix, just announced um, Stranger Things Season 4. Black Widow coming out early next year. They just released a trailer for Harley Quinn and the, the Emancipation of Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. They did all this, so we getting ready to get inundated through the winter season for movies. But I'm going to take you back to the roots because a lot of people still talking about, well, what's up with the X-Men? Because we had that abysmal, abysmal. That's the big $50 word for the day, folks. Increase your vocabulary. Abysmal. Showing from the last Fox film, X-Men, Dark Phoenix. And I, I don't know if they're going to go straight to video with New Mutants or if they're actually going to put it on Disney Plus or Hulu or just maybe just throw it in the garbage right off the bat. Who knows? People like it. So I'm going to go down. But here's the thing. I took that break, read some comic books, and I started getting into the reboot of the X-Men comic books and has started having those thoughts. This is Jonathan Hickman, very good writer, done a lot of great comic book stories, did some great stuff. And what he's doing currently in the X-Men comic books really makes me think that Marvel slash Disney as a whole was like, you know what? We're going we to really screw over the X-Men until we get the rights back. And then we're going to try to unscrew ourselves out of a hole. That's what I'm thinking reading this. Okay? Because reading the current storyline brings so much of my X-Men history. The comic books and the stories I grew up on all through these years. Okay? And it makes me say, okay, they took history, balled it up threw it over their shoulder and said, you know what? We're going to start new. You know, alternate realities, alternate storylines, be damned. This is what we're going to do. Screw your memories. Screw your childhood. We're going to do this, so we're going to bring it back. So let me talk about it a little bit, okay? So the X-Men basically have been messed up since the 1990s. Now, if y'all remember the 90s, that was the X-Men cartoon. The first X-Men movie popped off. X-Men in the comic books was like the number one comic book. Iron Man was a joke. Captain America was a joke. The Avengers were a joke. Okay, let's put that out there. Back in the 90s, all that was a joke. Justice League, Batman, Superman, all that was a joke. The X-Men reigned supreme. Mm. So, in this, you got to think about it. Back then, you had the 70s and 80s had some real powerful X-Men stories. You had the Proteus Saga, the Dark Phoenix Saga, the Brood Saga, 
And although this current storyline is tearing things apart, it seems to be tearing it apart from the roots, from the roots, the roots. <laughs> you like I say that, especially with Krakoa and Living Island. I know, yeah, they brought back Krakoa, but the roots, they tearing it up from the roots, from under the ground to trying to build it back up. So here's the thing. I'm going to talk about a little bit. Some of this is spoiler, so if you haven't read it, great. I'm going to talk about that and the movie universe and how things are going to flow a little bit because I think this is all connected. It's all connected. Ain't that Marvel's tagline from the beginning of the MCU? It's all connected. I think all of this is connected behind the scenes. So check it out. We find out that one of Professor Xavier's closest confidants, Maura McTaggart or Maura Kinross, they brought her maiden name into it. Basically, she's a mutant. And previously in all the history of the X-Men comics that I've been reading since I was six years old, okay, Mora was never a mutant, but she is a mutant, okay? Now, here's the deal. Her mutant power is every time she dies, she's reborn at the beginning of her life again, like back in time, okay? But she has all her memories. So she remembers everything that happened to her in the previous life. Now tell me that ain't a Scooby-Doo ruh-oh moment. So here's the deal, okay? Here's the deal, all right? Yo, appreciate you popping in, Thomas. Greg, great to see you popping in. Sharon, y'all see my boy Omar, Ronald, yo, Wilbur. Yo, good seeing you guys pop in also. So let's throw this out here. All right. So we found out she's a mutant who, when she dies, she's reborn into a different timeline, retains all her memories of her previous lives. Okay. This contradicts one big major story. This contradicts one big thing in the comic books. Recently, a few years back, and I call it recently because it's within about 10 years, whatever, Maura McTaggart, the character died because of the legacy virus. And the quote was, she was the first human to get the legacy virus. Now, those of you who don't know what the legacy virus, you got to be a big X-Men fan. You got to be a big comic book person. And this was like, this was like AIDS for, for the mutants in the comic books. All right. They were making too many new superhero mutants. Basically, Marvel was letting all these writers, hey, I want to create a character. I want to create, you know, Super Pooper Man, and he's a mutant. No, 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 no. We got to create something. We're going to create the legacy virus. We're going to start wiping these cats out. And then they started wiping out this stuff. But Mora was supposed to be the first human, human, to con contract this. So that kind of just blows that storyline way out the whack. All right? Way out of the whack. All right, so now let's think about this. Now, basically, I think it was X-Men Volume 2, number 108, where she died or whatever, you know, and they made that statement about she was the human, that contract. Okay, great. But now I'm thinking about it. So if that happens, she was reborn, goes back in time, and starts all over, has her memories. And so with this current incarnation, this way that she's doing it, that they're doing it right now. She now went back and said, you know what? I'm just going to let everybody know everything I know. And we're going to take this and we're going to save the mutants. I think their drinks over at Marvel 
when it came to this, are stronger than mine. And you know, I'm a big Marvel fan. So, mm. so I get it. I get it. I get this. Marvel needs to make people interested in the X-Men property again, especially since they now have the movie rights, okay? They've got the movie rights from Fox because Disney bought Fox, so now they got the movie rights to all the X-Men characters back, okay? So this means now they've got the full library of X characters that they can use inside of the movies, okay? So this is the thing. It's leading me to my steadfast standby belief that Marvel purposely screwed over the X-Men in order to make the movies less popular, in order to make Fox say, this isn't going to be worth it for me while I'm building up my own cinematic movie universe. I really think that Big Marvel was doing that. Big Disney played the long game. If you agree with me, go ahead, put a thumbs up in the chat. Go ahead, hit the with video with a like, and I will. And, and I know you agree with me. Please leave a comment if you think anything different. So here we go. Now, I'm going to oversimplify things. I'm going to oversimplify. So now, basically, with what they've done in comics, mutants are now immortal. They got ways to bring back mutants that die. Now, we've always said X-Men have a revolving door. X-Men up, Jean Grey died, brought her back as Phoenix. It wasn't Phoenix. It was Jean Grey was at the bottom of Jamaica Bay for my New York peeps. We all know that. Yeah, that was hot back then. X-Men 101, Volume 1. Yeah, okay. But anyway, here's the deal. All right, so now they're immortal. They could be resurrected if they die. They got galaxy-wide operations. Magneto, Professor X, Mr. Sinister, Apocalypse, um, Exodus, every last mutant is all on the same squad. They all work together now. Everybody with the exception of Sabretooth. <laughs> There's always gotta be one character and it had to be Sabretooth. It was X-Men. You know, you figure, Sabretooth is just belligerent. Just belligerent-ass character. He's just mad at the world. Hey, you know, but anyway. All right? They, so, this is the thing. So, if the character dies and could come back to life and have all her memories, why do we have characters like Archangel? I, I want y'all to see something. I'm going to take it back to the intro screen for those watching the video. I'm going to take you back to my intro screen and I'm going to let you guys see a couple of things. Let me go ahead and move my logo out the way. I want you guys to see something. So they got some future and um, they've got some future and some current characters in there. But here goes my thing. If Mora knows what's going to happen, if she knows what's going on, so you've got characters like Archangel that should not exist. You've got characters like the Phoenix that should not exist. You know, she should have been able to warn Professor X that, you know, hey, your, your, your girlfriend, Lelandra, ain't about shit. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, excuse my language, but things like that. Yeah, this is the House of X. So this is just all little things that I'm trying to think of. There are so many storylines and so many things where X-Men died, they disappeared. The whole Heroes Reborn thing should not have existed because of this. If you think about it, because Heroes were Reborn was built up because of the character Onslaught. The character Onslaught was the was that basically the bad parts of Xavier and Magneto from constant years of fighting given life. Hmm. You shouldn't have a Phoenix because if we got all these mutants working together from in the past and they've been knowing this from the time that they got together, you shouldn't have had the Hellfire Club corrupting Jean Grey or the Phoenix Force. I mean... I'm sorry. All this makes no damn sense to me. Now, to answer a question that came inside the chat, how do I think Disney is going to bring the X-Men into the MCU? If they do it, they got to do it very carefully. They got to do it where it's got to be related to the Infinity Saga, the previous set of movies. And I'm thinking that when Tony did the snap to get rid of Thanos, he may have had a secondary wish. And, you know, and, and that's all the Infinity Gauntlet was. It was a wish. It was a wish. Maybe he had a wish that the Earth would have a means to defend itself. Think about it. Outside of the Avengers. So maybe that created mutants. You never know. I mean, think about it. Scarlet Witch got her powers from an Infinity Stone. Captain Marvel in the MCU got her powers from an Infinity Stone. Slightly different way, but she got her powers from an Infinity Stone. The deceased Quicksilver in the MCU got their powers from an Infinity Stone. So, basically, that's how that's going to happen. That is what goes down. Now, this is the thing. Looking at the upcoming slate of Marvel movies, they're going to be talking about doing things with alternate realities, things like that. They got the What If series getting ready to come out on Disney Plus when that launches and when basically when they finish producing that, that should be good. So that can open up a few different things. Think about this. Wilbur, my man puts out inside the chat, he wishes they did a Secret Wars though. This is the thing. They can still do a Secret Wars, but it will definitely be twisted some kind of way now that they've introduced a lot of the cosmic okay cosmic characters you can have a secret wars they have they got the eternals coming out these are cosmic characters these are things that's how we're going to roll and that's how we're going to do that's right omar we're going to blame the blip yes rick i'm calling out repop at new york comic con i'm calling out a whole goddamn company they, they making money. I want to make my money too. <laughs> That's how it rolls. I mean, I mean, I could go ahead and I could be posting all on Instagram, looking like a Lucky Charms breakfast bar, and doing stuff like that to get people to join in. But I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> that was dirty. <laughs> I did it. That's an inside joke. Some of y'all, <laughs> only one of y'all gonna get that. But I know it's gonna be shared, so I gotta be that guy. But anyway, you if you lost video feed, that's on you. My, my, it's still going. It's still going. Hold on. Let me look at my stream health. 
Nah, it's still it's still good. So if you lost video, I don't know what happened, man. Re refresh your internet browser. Refresh your internet browser. There you go. Hey, shots fired. That's how I roll. But anyway, folks, let's know this. But like I say, back to the comic books, there are things that shouldn't happen the way they wrote this story. Like I say, the original Thunderbird, Omar, I think you made it. You made the statement. Who was it? You? Yeah. Omar, you made the statement. The original Thunderbird should never have died. <laughs> okay. If everybody, if, if they knew what was going to go down. I mean, because of timeline dealings, he, he should be alive, right? I mean, I'm just saying. Did Dark Phoenix Saga ever happen? I mentioned that. You know, what about the Siege Perilous? That was like during the 90s where everybody believed the X-Men to be dead when they went to the Australian Outback. I mean, is that going to actually happen? I mean, you know, it is what it is. You know, why do we have Archangel if Mr. Sinister is part of the crew sculpting and making all this? Is Charles Xavier or Magneto like, yo, we got to we gotta cut off Archangel's wings and graft these metal wings and go through the whole Archangel thing just because? I mean, think about it. Think about it. There are so many plot holes and gaps. Marvel should be sending me no prizes every day. Every dang day. So that's the way I'm looking at it. So here's the thing. Somebody explain this to me. Alternate timelines be damned. So, this is the thing. Marvel, it's an X-Men resurgence. The storyline, reading the comic books, is great. If you want to read the comics, go ahead, send me a private message on Twitter, and I will find a way that you can read the comics so that you can figure it out for yourself. Other than that, don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying the storyline. It's great. It's intriguing. It's got me going. I like it. But anyway, as always, please remember, hit these videos with a like. Please share it if you can. I appreciate it if you hit it with a like. I know how many of y'all in here. If I don't have seven likes on this video, when I look at it, at a minimum, then we wrong. Hit it with a like. If you're not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, please go ahead, hit subscribe, click the bell, and we go at it from there. Hey, basically, I didn't hit my 30 minutes, your boy. I'm done. I'm going to finish my drink. I'm going to go finish watching this football game. My Giants lost. I could care less. Danny Dimes, you all right. But anyway, peace, y'all, and I'm out of here. Oh, before I go. Remember, hey, coming up November 2nd is the day, International Day of Play. International Day of Play. Let's go it out there. Hey, I've only raised $880. You can see it right here, folks. I need those donations coming in for Children's National Medical Center in Washington, D.C. Come on, help a brother out. If you need the link, go ahead, send me a message. I'll go ahead and shoot that out to you. Send me an email, send me a quick note, and... Uh, if you do, go to extra-life.org, and then you do a search for Team Going Full Nerd, and you can make your donation there. Just a little bit helps out kids, helps them out with medical bills, helps medical research to help children in need. That's what your boy does. Anyway, remember, if you can't say something nice about anybody, don't say it.
Don't say it. Just send it to me. I'll say it for you. Ha! To heck with the Cowboys. To heck with my boy Ernest. I whooped him two out of three times last night on Madden. I hope he watches this so he can hear that. Anyway, peace, y'all, and I'm out of here. Let's hit that music, uh, and let me find my way home. Oh, I'm not a writer. Okay. Mr. Brown, you in here. I know you in here. Go ahead, baby.